Bronson's looking a little sus. Can the crew eject the imposter in time? Find out this week on Hapless Heroes. Quinn, I'll give you one opportunity to do something cool or just like walk around them. Quinn just walks around them. everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. I'm Francesco, and tonight I will be your host and DM as we continue uh, this rather exciting encounter. First, before we get rolling, I would love to introduce my wonderful cast of characters. They're with me every week here, and we have to my virtual left, Dave playing Zero, Valen's Avatar of War. Greetings from the land of beatings. Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. Always and forever at my service. Nicole as Boris the Butcher. I'm still in a pile of confetti and popcorn. Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. Between the confetti and the converting, I just want to get to the top of this. And John as Lord Jarrell the Light. Doppelganger! It's not a dream this time, is it? Nope, this is very much reality as the last time on the show. The gang encountered some strange happenings in High Rock. Boris stole a bunch of food from the temple or the, you know, campus of Valen's like private stash of, uh, you know, meats and grains of exceptional and strange and unknown quality as far as, you know, they, 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 you know, exotic meats and, you know, pristine foodstuffs that she stuck into her magical pockets in her armor. Um, in addition to that, you guys, you know, were told to go to the spire to talk to the acting arch cleric, arch cleric Bronson to maybe discuss, you know, what can be done about the, people suffering in High Rock and the Faithless running around and just the general unrest that is happening ever since all of the temples to the old gods have fallen here. Definitely a a very chilling omen for the denizens of this holy city. While exploring the spire, Hedrick, Boris, and Quinn were asked to remain on the first floor because they were not, you know, in service of the church or, you know, were not members or, you know, sort of, in, you know, in the, in the inner circle, so to speak. But Jarrell managed to at least convince the person working in, you know, sort of ushering people in to allow Zero to escort him to the top of the spire to meet the arch cleric. When you got to the top of the spire, the arch cleric was there and he had some he didn't really have a lot of nice things to say about you, Jarrell. He was mean. He was very mean. And, you know, said that uh, you know, 
if they could do it all over again, he'd, they'd do it a, a little bit differently with you as a doppelganger of yourself walked out of a room behind where the arch cleric stands. Meanwhile, Quinn, Boris, and Hedrick created a distraction on the front or the uh, bottom floor because you guys realize that everyone working, all the people working in the spires seem to be very almost like calculated and like repetitive in their actions as if like either they're not real or under some sort of spell because they, you know, are repeating the same actions over and over again and aren't necessarily like, they're not acting very human-like. You know, there's something sort of disrupting the sort of autonomy that, you know, of their of their humanity. And F- Hedrick, you know, trying to ascend to the top of the tower, spells failed. He tried to uh, cast an invisibility spell and instead confetti flew out from your hands. So there's some weird funky magic stuff going on in here as well. And you instead said a prayer to Valen and the door with no handle leads up to the second level of the spire opened for you. And we're actually going to open tonight on the crew ascending the spire to leave you in suspense a little bit longer with what's happening with Jarrell. So, Hedrick, the door opens for you after you knelt in prayer and pledged your service to Valen. And you see, you know, the, the that spiral staircase I had described in the previous episode continues. Um, if I'm not mistaken, there were two uh, handlers, I guess, down on the first floor with us that are, like, cleaning everything up. Three, but yes. Three. Um, I do want to try to signal to Quinn and Boris that the door is now open. And I am going to stand at the doorway until I can get their attention. So I'm going to kind of try to whistle, like short whistle. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do it too loud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, a whistle happens. <laughs> you hear a whistle from the stairs. Performance on the whistle? Yeah, yeah, you know what? Give me a performance check on the whistle. You Mike can't perform on the whistle. <laughs> I, I, I like where your head's at, John. Thank you for suggesting. I don't think that. <laughs> Give me a perform give me a performance check, please, for the whistle. Two plus <laughs> fifteen so seventeen total. <laughs> <laughs> so really you're just kind of fishing for the one on that. Uh, uh, you almost got it. Almost got it. <laughs> um, you guys clearly hear what could only be Hedrick whistling from the top of the stairs. Uh, I do. I notice the door open as well. Hard to see with the overwhelming amount of confetti that is flying through sure. the air and the popcorn of, that is popping yeah. from the fireplace as as uh, Boris had thrown just a huge bag of like corn onto the open flame. So much popcorn. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I would assume that Hedrick needs us to follow him, so he probably needs my uh, Quinn's help with something. So, yeah, Quinn goes to toward toward Hedrick. Boris. Boris darts up the stairs as soon as she hears the whistle, assuming that something interesting is happening up there and taking advantage of the confetti cover. And the confusion, yes. And, yep, you guys make it up the stairs and onto the second level. 
So yeah, Hedrick waits, make sure uh, he flags them both through the doorway. And this is a long hallway. I kind of forget what the layout was. So the second level was the audience chamber where it has that, you know, like along the wall that kind of goes along, you know, as you kind of come up the stairs, right, the, the staircase levels out a bit and then begins to continue to climb up. But in the center of the room, the floor is sunken in and you have like this like almost 360 degree seating at multiple levels with like a, you know, a podium in the center. So sort of like an oration chamber, audience chamber. Um, still nobody in it, you know. All right. He's just trying to get to his friends. He, I just wanted to get a layout because I kind of forgot what everything looked like. Yeah, no worries. He's going to say, I have a real bad feeling about this place. I have no idea what that confetti was that came out. So this whole place is probably going to be pretty strange. We got to get to zero. And, and Jalrel, I do not feel good. Yeah, speaking of zero and Jalrel. Jalrel. We're going to pan the camera now all the way to the top level of the spire. You are staring at what looks to be a spitting image of yourself, but in, you know, full armor with the helmet on. You can only see, you know, pretty much the eyes, the bottom of, you know, the nose and the mouth of this creature. But you feel, I mean, it bears a striking resemblance to you. Um, <clears throat> Jarrell will say, Archclerk Bronson, what is the meaning of this? Who is this imposter? And I will uh, use divine sense. Oh, man, you are lighting up like a Christmas tree right now. There is very much a fiend in your midst. Ooh, do I know which one it is? No. Divine sense doesn't tell you exactly, you know, it doesn't actually highlight which one it is. You just know how many there are. And location, if not behind total cover, so okay. I know which. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Um, you are. There are two fiends in front of you. Are they standing where Arch Cleric Bronson and my doppelganger would be standing? In that direction. <laughs> okay. Cool. And Archcleric Bronson says, No, Jarrell. It is you who are the imposter. Oh, it's an imposter! Jarrell, a doppelganger is in your midst. You must attack. And the doppelganger Jarrell looks to you. Its eyes glow this bright white. And it charges at you. And you see, um, as it does, as, as, he, as it's running towards you, Archcleric Bronson waves his arms in the air, and you remember how I had described how the ceiling, or like the upper, like, you know, like up towards the rafters of this top level of the spire, um, there was almost like this projection of like a night sky. Um, his, so Archcleric Bronson's arms go up, and as they come down, that projection fills the room and surrounds you. It obscures the back of this circular room where the um, raised, like, you know, dais was, where an altar was, where Archclair Bronson was seeing. So all you're looking at now is almost like a dome of this, like, celestial darkness with just you and the Do Zero and the doppelganger inside of it. 
And all of us are going to roll initiative. So we can't see uh, Bronson anymore. You cannot. Correct? And a four for Jaro. <laughs> I still beat you. Uh, yeah, I rolled a five too, Quinn. Well, I, <laughs> I rolled a two. I know. It's okay. Doppelganger Jarrell is still going last. Okay. Because Doppelganger Jarrell rolled a three modified. So. Wow. Just like the real yeah. Jarrell. Oh no! Which one's yeah, which? It's very close to the real thing. Zero. Shoot him. <laughs> it's gonna no, shoot him depending on <laughs> i will say depending on how embroiled in battle you, the two of you get it's actually gonna be very hard for zero to discern which target to choose is the armor that similar to mine it is it even has my dragon armor it and is exact and everything it yeah, is looks the exact same exact oh well Fiends so, count as undead, right? So I still get all no, my stacks. Fiends do not count as undead. They fiends, count as fiends. Fiends are <laughs> fiends. Fiends. fiends are fiends. I feel like we've fought undead fiends before. <laughs> Maybe we just used that phrasing. I can't remember. Nope. <laughs> You've probably just called them fiends because you're a paladin. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's a good word to use when you're striking something down. <laughs> all right. Well. We're going to start actually um, with. For now, we're going to use Boris's initiative to deal with the three of you, since Boris was so high, at least until you reach the top floor of the spire. So we'll handle your, 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 the, your group of three in one vignette, and then we'll go to the. We'll split the initiative up until then. So, Boris and team, starting with Boris. Um, you're on the second level of the spire. You guys continue to climb, I'm assuming. Yep. Okay. So third floor of the spire, you know, that's where that kind of it comes up and straight in. So now you're looking down almost like where you'd be like in the center of a hallway that goes to another door that's with a set um, that, that is closed um, that has the set of stairs behind it. And then there's a few rooms, like, in, like there's walls built and, and rooms off to the side, two doors on either side of the room here on this level. But you know that to, to continue up, you'd have to go to the end of the hallway, through that door, and up the stairs. That door also has no handle. No handle. Um, I, I guess I wasn't, or Boris wasn't there to see the first handleless door, so she would go up to the door, right, and like investigate it. Yeah, this looks like a door. But there's no handle on it. Boris would be trying to like stick her fingers under the edge of the door to like pull it open. <laughs> when you touch the door, I would like for you to make me. Oh no. An intelligence saving throw. 20. Not natural, just 20. You almost feel as though something must have been enchanted onto the door because it you felt almost as if your psyche was like was 
being affected by something, some enchantment placed on, on this door. Like, like it was trying to almost access or penetrate your mind, but you were able to sort of fight it off and the door opens. Cool. I run through. <laughs> Does the rest of the group follow? Yeah, Hedrick yes. raises an eyebrow, but he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps, keeps running through. He's a little perplexed as to how the first door opened for him without touching it. And then she just kind of like puts her fingers on it, feels it, and then it just opens, you know? Sounds <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a mystery, that. All right. Um, we'll take that as the group action there. We'll go back to you guys in a second. For now, Zero. Zero is going to start with the normal unleashing of Hell at uh, the uh, at the one that he at least currently knows and understands to be our doppelganger since uh, he has not closed with us yet. And we're just going to take our standard three attacks. Uh, let's make sure I've got my full top of the stack here in front of me looks good. First attack is going to be just a regular shot and that is going to be a 24 against AC. 24 hits. Fantastic. Okay. Um, you want me to resolve all hits uh, before damage? Yes, please. Okay. So the second one then, we are going to make that a sharpshooter shot. Uh, let's see, the second is going to be, let's see, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 against armor class. Will not. Okay. And the third then will be uh, net 20 with sharpshooter. Woohoohoo! Wow. Yep. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, resolve that Just first this one. absolute flurry of shots from Reason, your modified crossbow. Yes. So, uh, yeah, our first one is going to be just a standard D10 plus six, which is just seven piercing. Okay. And the second, let's see, that's the full 10 uh, plus uh, plus six. Um, let's see, and uh, that plus 10 from Sharpshooter, is that tack on at the end, or does that get the multiplier uh, uh, for being a crit? I that just it gets it the multiplier ju- for everything else. I mean, it just yeah, it depends on when the doubling happens. No, because it's not the weapon damage itself. You're just going to tack that 10 on to the end. Um, that being Good. said... Okay. That's that... 10 plus 9, so that's 19 plus 6 plus 10. 35. Yeah, out for the second. What was the first one again? Uh, that was, uh, let's see, a 7 piercing. So 7 and then 35? 42. Yes. Yeah, it's a good number. Okay. It takes all that damage. Excellent. Uh, and then after that, um, uh, just uh, what does the battle space sort of look like right now? I'm going to try to rejigger some position here. So there's some candelabras um, placed on, like, on the floor, like iron ones. Um, you can always, there's only two of them kind of behind you at the entrance way. You actually couldn't, you can't see actually where the other ones are because those would be up on the race platform. So it just kind of looks like a, we're going to call this like a 25 foot like dome that's sort of circling around where the door at your back is obscured, 
is where the darkness starts, and then the dark, and then the other edge of it is where Doppelganger Jarell is standing. The rest okay, of the room, um, you, 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 have, you have you have talking about. Sorry. You have a runner carpet running through the center of the room as well. And I'm sorry, what question did you ask? Uh, size of the area. So it's, we're, we're talking about like a 25 foot, um, like diameter radius. Diameter. Oh, 25 diameter, so nice and tight. Nice and tight. Okay. Um, Zero is going to move um, to uh, the nearest candelabra. Mm-hmm. It's about five feet away from you. Okay, fantastic. Um, you know what? Now, now is the time. Zero is going to action surge grab the candle and throw uh, throw one of those nice waxy candles at uh, at the doppelganger. That's awesome. Okay, make me a ranged <laughs> weapon yep, attack. Just a regular uh, ranged attack. <laughs> yeah, don't add your proficiency, right? Just 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 add your dex. Which is a 15 uh, plus um, oh, plus dex. So that's a 19. Um, I'm not a he swats it away out of midair. Hmm. Fair enough. Does any, uh, does any of the wax uh, splatter on him when he does that? Um, a little on the armor. Good. Let's see, actually, yeah, let, me, yeah, let, me, let, me, let me roll for that. Let me, let me roll for that. Yes. Fantastic. Good. That's all I needed. Oh, by the way, what color were the candles? White. All right, still good enough. Yeah, that, that feels like a decent uh, use of my action surge if I'm not going to dump it into a whole bunch of... I like. I really like where your head's at there. Yeah, there's a little bit of wax on his hand. Perfect. All right, that's uh, that's my action economy, and that's my turn. Okay. Jarrell, you actually get to go before Dabbleganger your Jarrell because you guys are separated by one in your initiative. Um, before the room closed, like, around us, Mm-hmm. Well, we're kind of past that was... now. Yeah. How far was uh, Arch Cleric Bronson from us? Probably about 50 feet from you. 50 feet? Mm-hmm. Okay. This um, room is much larger than the area that you are enclosed in. Yeah. So, Jarrell was thinking, like, clearly there's two imposters here. Um, but we're going to have to take care of the, this one first, I feel. Um, Jarrell can easily close to his imposter and will try to kick the living shit out of himself with a 21, which I know is me. Oh, miss. Hold on. Hold on. Let me make sure I'm doing my math right. What's... Yeah, it is 21. Yeah. Blocks blocks with his shield. Okay. Uh, And I will swing again. And that is uh, plenty. <laughs> 32. <laughs> um, 32 and... definitely hits. <laughs> <laughs> the Sword of Justice uh, has never done anything so just in its... <laughs> uh, <laughs> and just unleashing... Um, let's see. I'm going to do a third level Divine Smite. But I will. Oh, hey, you you want to make sure you know exactly which one I when I am, even if he wipes off the <laughs> branding smite. 
<laughs> okay. Um, at second level. Okay. That's nine for the branding smite, and it has uh, my initials on its cheeks, just like that one time I did this to Hoblet. Well, you mean the cheeks, like like on the, on the armor, then? Yeah. So like sure. on the faceplate. Okay. You you can see it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, like a golden fire kind of shine. Uh, you can tell exactly. Yep. Yeah, sheds dim light in a five foot radius and can't become invisible till the spell ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then two d eight plus two d eight plus the improved divine smite is five d eight. Paladin math. Here we go. Thirty six. 36 damage total. So that's your slashing and radiant combined. And the branding smite, yep. Yep, okay. Doppelganger takes 36 damage. But now the doppelganger will act. Looking like uh, standing tall. Okay. As you. As tall as you. Ever so slightly waxy. And shiny from his face. Okay, the doppelganger will act. The first thing it will do, so it swatted that away with its, um, you know, with its its sword hand, its right hand. That hand is brandishing a sword that looks identical to the Sword of Justice. And you see him rear up, the sword glows, and he makes three attacks against you. Yes, you, Jarrell. Okay, so we have a 23, a 22, and math, 25. Those all hit. Okay. One of those is a branding smite. Oh, okay, dick. (laughs) So first, you're looking at... 46 slashing dashing slashing damage and 30 cold damage so 76 I'm sorry and then three radiant damage 79. Okay. and you are branded the same initials on the same cheek and that's going to be doppelganger's turn for now. Back to the group. Boris, Hedrick, Quinn. You guys went straight up the stairs. You are now in the room where all of the people um, are... That You see someone mopping up an ink stain. It's like, oh, is it that big library room? Right? That I had mentioned. Yeah. Um, there are a whole bunch of people literally just shuffling about in here. Um, And they see you enter and all of them stop what they're doing and rush towards the staircase. And they say, the arch cleric is very busy in unison. These all just look like servants. They're not guards. Yeah, they look like like regular human, like like scribes and like just, you know, simple religious folk, like clergy folk. I'm going to say... Hedrick wants to do something, and he's going to have a look in his eye and look back at Quinn and Boris, as if to say, you know, are you ready? 
We cannot stop. He's going to turn and uh, he's going to try to cast with his loot out in a clear path. And he's going to cast Shatter. Okay, so just to be clear, you are definitely taking like a hostile action against these like six like scribe folks. Well, I'm trying to get them moved out of the way. I okay. guess it's just thunder damage. Uh huh. It's gonna it's gonna hurt. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> um, is the intent to kill, or is the like what? what no, is... the intent would be to stun. It's a, it's a, like a flashbang right in their face. A very powerful and, and, and painful flashbang. Yes. That can be deadly. Am I allowed to choose? <laughs> <laughs> when you when, when allowed to choose, okay, the only choice you have is that if you reduce a creature to zero hit points, you can choose whether you knock them out. However, with spells, it's a bit difficult to control that. Like, if you were to, like, bonk them upside the head, you can choose to, like, make that a non-lethal attack. I'm going to say that with when it comes to magic, it is very difficult to make magic non-lethal when it's in when when especially when it's an evocation spell whose express purpose is to be lethal. I don't believe Hedrick is that ruthless where he would just start slaying down. These look like humans to you. Yeah, they're innocents, but they are under the control of something else. Yeah, he's, he's not that so. cold-blooded. He's not that cold-blooded. Okay, I just that's why I want to make sure that I uh, I, I should play more. Put that out there. <laughs> is that like, you know, you have a chance of murdering six innocent people, potentially. Like, you don't know if they're innocent. You don't know if they're people, but they look like people to you. So I'm giving you pause here to th- consider the decision you're about to make. Ugh, yeah, he could he could cast something else. It's just it's it's way too powerful for him to want to blow it on just getting past these people. He just wants to try to run his way through. Okay. So Boris notices Hedrick hesitating for a moment with his loot out. Yeah. Remembers what worked on the first floor and grabs one of the bags of grain from her pocket and her dagger at the same time and slashes it open while flinging it towards the servants. Great idea. However, they remain unmoved. Uh, Quinn casts sleep on the servants. Now that's a now that's a spell. What level are you casting it at? Um, there's six of them. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think if I would be able to know like how heavy the spell needed to be. Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with third level. Okay. So roll all of those d8s. Yeah, that gives me two plus two plus five. So that's 98, 36 hit points of sleep. Three of them fall asleep. Okay. All right. That's half. The other three stand and like link arms to try to block the way. And we're going to go to zero. Right. Um, we're going to trust that Zero still has a reasonable grasp on uh, which one he's supposed to be doing the shoe stick with. So they are definitely embroiled in battle. Spotting Wax on 
you know, on a sword hand is going to require a little concentration. So, how do I want to play this? Because, like, you did a great thing with the wax, but it is white wax on silver armor. Not the easiest thing to see as if it, as if it were like a red candle, for example. Also, both people have taken some hits, and now there's, you know, blood and, and stuff all over the place. So, how many attacks do you get per action? I have three currently. You can forego one of those attacks to make your make a check to discern which is the real Jarrell. Or you can take all three at disadvantage. Yeah, no, I'm going to forego the one to make the check then. But I would say if you're foregoing an, an attack... No, you know what? If you're foregoing an attack, I say I, I just give it to you. Because you know what? Like, you're already taking a penalty for taking the extra time to spot it out. So you now have two attacks. And you know, okay. it's, the, and you know it's the right target. Because otherwise, I think it would be better for me just to flip a coin and see which one you attack. Okay. Um, we are going to yeah, make our attacks and... How lucky do I feel? Not enough. We're not going to bother going with sharpshooter so I can take the full attack bonus. Um, let's see. First is, uh, let's see, a 12 plus 13. That's 25 against AC. 25 will do it. And the second is going to be, oh, that's a 19 on the die. So that's a crit. Hey. hey. Ah, wow. Okay. Right. So let's see. That first one is going to be D10 plus 6. 9 plus 6, it's a 15. And the second one is going to be 10 plus D10 plus 6. Let's see, it's 10 plus 1 plus 6, that's 17. Okay, takes all that. Definitely looking a little worse for wear, but still very eager to keep the fight going. Okay, and he's just going to kind of circle, um, since uh, the candelabras are more or less uh, pretty close to the edge of the uh, area here, right? Yes. Like okay, pretty close to the edge of where you entered from. All right, he's gonna uh, zero is gonna circle uh, about oh ten feet around the edge um, clockwise, so uh, towards his left. Yeah, and I mean, it's, again, it's just this so much swirling like blackness. Occasionally, you know, you see like the light of like some distant stars and things like that in this sort of dome that's been sort of placed over you guys. Um, something does start to materialize a little bit in the back this this sort of dark starry like you know dim backdrop um probably somewhere towards like the the back of you know where you would assume the room would continue to where the arch cleric was there's a a light like a like almost like a, like a larger star maybe or something like that that's glowing just a, a bit brighter and a little larger and we're gonna go to Jarrell. um Darrell's not looking so good. Um, so he's going to... Yeah, I'm going to have to lay on hands. Okay. For the full 65. Okay, you're taking 65 back. That's your action? Yep. Um, and I can't move because he's right next to me. That would be uh, a poor decision. 
-hmm. unless you're confident you can, you know, your AC can take the hit or, you know, block it. So there's... I can use um, Aura of Vitality as a bonus action. Okay. What is what is Aura of Vitality? I can heal one creature in range for 2d6 as a bonus action for the duration. Does that count? Or is that an action in itself and then I get the bonus action? It says one action. I don't think that's a bonus action. Nope, it's not. Hold on, let me see if I have yeah. any other... Aura of Vitality is a spell. It's own action. And it's an action. Right. It would, it, yeah, if, unless it has the time of, timing of a bonus action, then he would not be able to do that. No. Which does not look like he can. No, I can't. Uh, yep, that's it. Okay. I would be... Uh, I would have the reaction... Uh, Zero's not even close to me, is he? He... You know, Zero is about... I would say 15 or 20 feet from you. That's important. Okay. Actually, no, 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 because no, because no, because Doppelganger Jarrell rushed into you. Oh, no, no, never mind, because uh, right, because he reached the edge of the circle and then you had first, so you rushed up. Yeah, you're at the edge. Zero is about 15 feet from you. All right, that's all I can do. Okay. Doppelganger Jarrell will act. What you're going to see him do is actually um, in, the, in the hand where the sword is. He's going to raise the sword above his head. And his hand is going to glow with green flame. Green flame? Green flame. And he's going to point the sword at zero. And you can see this this almost like this beam of negative energy, just like fire from the sword and almost like as it reaches to zero, it almost fires. Like I wouldn't say slow motion, but like slowly. And as it reaches zero, it almost like creates like a hand at the end of it. And then one finger that reaches out to touch zero. And I would like zero to make a constitution saving throw. All right. Give me an 18. An 18 matches, thankfully. As you save against Finger of Death. Still going to take half of um, 78 plus 30 necrotic damage. So 61 turns into 30 necrotic damage. So 30 necrotic. Yes. And then the hand returns back to a normal um, color, like the the glow fades from it. And we are going to go to the group. Boris, Quinn, Hedrick. Does it matter what order we go in at this point? Um. Not yet. However, I, I, I guess because however, I guess because of initiatives, I'll give Boris priority just because it, it was so high. Twenty-three <laughs> compared to what six and four or whatever we had. <laughs> I, 
five. Five and six. Or no, five and... No, Hedrick had a 12. Yeah, whoever's got the best idea. Um, Hedrick feels like maybe he could uh, convince the guy in the middle to kind of loosen his grip. So he is getting ready to play, but I mean, he's he's looking for Boris for better options that are not yeah. violent. Yeah, there are three of them that are linking arms, blocking your way to the stairs. Up. He's he's just going to start playing music at least, you know, just starting to create a vibe before he's casting. How tall are these guys? Um, they range from about five nine to six two. And like, how much space are they spread out? Like, I mean, arms linked, block like j- just enough to block the staircase. So they're 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 not even five feet apart. I mean, I'm just about to cast sleep again. Do you? I, I, if Boris hesitates, I'm doing it. I see hesitation happening. Yeah, Boris hesitates for a second. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna cast sleep again. Love it. Um, <clears throat> so you just see like another kind of puff of sand kind of come out of Quinn's hand. Um, Song Mr. Sandman starts playing. Something like that. And then, oops. Back to this. Dum, 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 dum. So I'm going to only cast it at the first level. Okay. And we'll hope for the best. And you will hope for the best. 20. Two of them fall asleep. Yes. There is one still standing. It's fine. Just like kind of doing like the Travolta, like, you know, like looking around because like all of his fellow people are literally snoring on the floor. Is he trying to hold them up still? Nope, he (laughs) is. Is he in the middle or the left or the right? Oh, you know, that's a good question. They had their arms linked, right? So give me give me one second. I'm going to have to have him make a save. And he falls over on his face. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> As the two, the weight of the two of them pulls him down. He was the guy who was 5'9". The other two were a little taller than them, so. Great. Now Boris just somersault dives over them. <laughs> Make me an acrobatics check. Oh, boy. Because <laughs> you had to be fancy. Had to be fancy. Oh, thank God. That's a 7, not a 1. Uh, 22. I was going to say, are you proficient with acrobatics, though? Oh, yeah, right. Uh, 27. Right. Because you can't roll lower than a 10. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, without even an effort, just somersault over them. Hedrick's the same, doesn't drop the loot, just like does this flat spin and rolls over onto his feet and continues in stride. Oh, cool. You get to make me an acrobatics check, too. Yeah, that's a 39. No, wait, 16, 29. All right. Quinn, I'll give you one opportunity to do something cool or just, like, walk around them. Quinn just walks around them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He could do it. He could do it, but he's just like, fuck this shit. We need to get someplace. I'm also going to apologize to the audience because I'm pretty sure I skipped a floor at some point here of, like, I think there was another floor that had, like, rooms off to the sides or whatever. But you know what? Like, whatever. Continuity is bullshit. Let's move on. You guys make it to the staircase. This one, remember, does have a handle and does open. Zero, it is your turn. Zero is going to continue to circle maybe another 20 feet around and uh, get a little bit closer to that one uh, star that's uh, a little brighter than the others and uh, 
as much as we like doing that, we're going to um, forego the one attack on the check and make the two attacks against the guy, but I want to be a little closer to it. Sounds good. All right, so uh, we'll make uh, attack number one with reason, which is not going to do the job. A four on the die plus 13 is 17, and we've established that's not it. Definitely but, uh, not. Let's see what this does for us. That's going to be a 23 modified. 23 matches. Yeah, all right, good. We know things now. That's a D10 plus 6, which is going to be 10 total. And he will take 10. And he's looking okay. Um, oh, you know what? I'll also use my bonus action uh, for a second wind real quick to regain 1D10 plus uh, fighter level HP. It's going to be, uh, let's see, 9 plus 13, so it's 22 HP comes back. Nice. Sounds good. Yeah, definitely. All right, Jarrell. Uh, Jarrell's not feeling great, but a little better. Um, and he's going to take his two attacks. Okay. The first one is a 30. And the second, a 23. Hey, look at you. So I hit with both. Um, and you know uh, what he about to do. Roll a bunch of dice. Um, I am going to make one at second level and one at third. Yeah, for divine smite you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I might as well add a first level thunderous smite. So it must save against a strength check or be pushed back 10 feet. Does 10 thunder damage. What's the DC on that? 17. 19. Yep, okay, so he doesn't get pushed back, but he does take 10 thunder damage. Uh, and then one, two, three, four, 11 D8. 11 D8? Radiant damage. <laughs> That's not a real number. <laughs> I think we all remember as kids using the word 11D at some point, though. Mm-hmm. It ends up being a total of 64 damage with the two divine smite, the branding smite, and the two slashing attacks. Okay. Doppelganger Jarrell is not looking great, but is still standing. Fuck. <laughs> I don't want to get hit again, especially not as hard as I just hit him. <laughs> All right, Jarrell, that brings us now to your doppelganger's turn. And it's going to once again brandish its flavor of the Sword of Justice and make three attacks against you. Okay, this is looking a little bit more survivable this time, at least. A 20, which will not hit you. 19, which will also not hit you. Yay! <laughs> and a 30. Which, which will definitely well, hit not, you. No, no. <laughs> so you will take 17 slashing damage. Okay. And, and 12 cold damage. 
Did you guys continue just to spar? Yeah, go back and forth. Right. Um, you know, while Zero, I can just imagine like the picture. He's just like kind of like literally sitting there just <laughs> aiming, just like, just like, okay, just like focus on the wax. Which one has the wax? Which one has the wax? And that glow. They can't possibly be moving that much. <laughs> Uh, there's there's a lot of swinging and like shuffling going on, so um, they are embroiled in quite the melee. Um, but now that that star that I had mentioned that was ever you know glowing brighter and brighter, kind of behind where Jarrell and um, his doppelganger are fighting begins to even now again like increase in. Um, both luminosity as well as like and you can actually almost make out a shape of it and the shape itself is almost like um i'm not going to call it a pulsar because it's not pulsing but you can clearly see the like a beam of light extending from the top and bottom from it now it's almost like, like almost like a lens flare where it's like now like instead of just a ball of light that ball is expanding and now a beam of you know that light is also stretching out to a point in the top and a point at the bottom of that circle um, and it's like kind of becoming larger and almost like it's, it's getting closer. And that's what we're going to call this episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. Nah. Boo. Uh, <laughs> double boo. <laughs> uh, thank you so, so much for <laughs> listening. Listen, uh, if you like us, you can find us on the internet. We're on such places as Twitter and Instagram at Hapless Heroes. You can also find us on Facebook and Reddit to search Hapless Heroes Podcast. Those places, though, will have sticky posts or something in our description or comments that, you know, will show you uh, the way to our, what we consider the crown jewel by Internet Presence, our Discord server, where you can meet and interact with us on a daily basis. We're always hanging out in there. You know, Quinn loves his fans. Dave and I are fairly active. You know, the rest of us, you know, yeah, we're always just kind of hanging out there. We have a great community, and we would love for you to be a part of it. But if you really like us, you can leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. Um, not even sure what podcast services are accepting reviews these days. I, I, I found that the, the, the age of reviews has definitely uh, changed shape. Um, in that like they don't even work with rankings anymore however we still love reading your kind words if you want to say some kind words about us and leave us a review so that other people can see it and be like yo this looks like a great show to listen to we would love that and we'll say some kind words right back to you on the air because we wanted to let you know just how much of a five-star human we think you are now if you really really like us you can donate to our patreon it's patreon.com slash hapless heroes as of this uh, recording too i'm happy to report we have our first and only Hundred dollar patron. Oh, is that the nudes? Did we get in the nudes? Got the nudes ready. Nope. Nope, but they <laughs> will be a part of a future episode or two coming up soon as this arc concludes. So I want to say thank you to Omnius oh, yeah. Primus, one of our longest patrons, for making a donation at that level. It was a one-time donation, but it's enough. And given the state of the show and how we're kind of going towards the conclusion, this may be the only one that we're able to facilitate. But we've already been talking, and I got some great ideas of how we can honor this person who has given so much to this show. 
that you know this is the only way that we can say thank you at this point for that level of contribution. So keep your eyes and ears open for that. It's going to be a great time, and I'll be DMing that shit. And for those of you keeping track, you now know that our naked bodies are worth more than $100. Goddamn right. <laughs> You're just chomping at the bit, John. You can't wait to get those out there. It's I've like, been holding on to these things for a while. So. <laughs> John actually has tasteful nudes. All right. There's literally Polaroids in his hand. Yep. He's got four years of them. Yeah. <laughs> Every single cast member, whether or not they know it. Wait, what? <laughs> okay, what? <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up, dude. Yeah. I'm not denying that. And if you like us, right now you really love us. Um, start working out. Get like gigantically huge, like massive. And then replace your bones with a titanium endoskeleton. Uh, strip off all your clothes, walk into the nearest biker bar, and say, I need you to listen to the Hapless Heroes podcast, and then just see what happens. Can't be that bad. You know what? Still a better story than X-Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> Still a better story than X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. And sounds hotter, too. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I'm going to go ahead and outro this cast before we start treading into dangerous waters here. Starting on my right this time with the wonderful, amazing John playing Lord Jarrell the Light. Come and get it, doppelganger. Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. Well, Captain, that uh, sleep spell sure came in handy. Nicole as Boris the Butcher. Why are there so many stairs in this building? <laughs> Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. And why don't the doors have handles? And last but not least, Dave as Zero Valen's Avatar 4. Good evening to all. And I'm Francesco. I've been your host and DM. We'll see you next week as we continue this multi-phase combat. Uh, bye-bye now. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.